Thanks for listening to the ODI podcast, covering inspiring stories of data use and impacts around the world. This is one in a series of podcasts about standards as part of our research and development program. I'm Anna Scott, and today I'm joined by Matthew Wood-Hill, City Standards Coordinator at Future Cities Catapult. So Matt, thank you for joining us. If you could just tell us a bit about yourself and the organisation you work with to begin with. Sure. So I lead uh, the City Standards activities at the Future Cities Catapult. Future Cities Catapult is one of nine catapult programmes. We're funded by the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy. And the purpose of the catapults is to accelerate innovation in certain areas. We look at future cities. And really what we exist for is currently there's kind of a broken market in the future cities, smart cities space. So we're there to support businesses to grow, to provide better solutions so that cities can deliver better services. Especially within that, what we do is look at places where the market is not performing and where there's no one else that's doing a certain thing, which is where we come into standards, because it's not really in the best interests of businesses or people on the demand side to come together to put their resources into actually defining what the standards are. So we try to provide a bit of kind of enabling infrastructure for that. And what kind of organisations are adopting or publishing to the city standards? Uh, The way that we've been working on city standards primarily is through a network called the City Standards Institute. It's a partnership between ourselves and the BSI and it's made up of members from uh, local government, from other public sector organisations, from SMEs and from larger businesses. And the idea is that these, these groups come together to define what their common challenges are and look at what the responses could be and then kind of build a consensus around what the standards in that sector should be. And so it's new standards often that you work on? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's two tracks, I guess. There's new standards and then there's also, of course, um, encouraging and enabling the adoption of the existing standards. And particularly through that channel, I'm talking about BSI standards. So the BSI has published a series of smart city standards in the PAS 180 series. Within that, there's, for example, smart city vocabulary. There's a smart city framework, which is a guide to how you put your smart city strategies together. There's a model for data interoperability, guide to how you share data better. Uh, There's a guide to how you plan your projects better. So these are very much at that kind of strategic level of guidance about how you should think about solving city challenges. And do you think the standards are so far helping to support city data infrastructure? That's a good question. I think so. I think the reason I hesitate is because we're not quite sure of the levels of adoption at the moment. The the main one or two standards that we've published through that that would support city data infrastructure were only published in April of last year. So we're talking about a guide called PAS183, which is a guide to data sharing in cities, to enable cities and decision makers within cities to better understand the kind of governance models they need around data sharing, especially when it comes to shared data and uh, GDPR compliance. So I think it's having a positive impact based on the feedback that we've got from people who have said this is really useful, we're already starting to use some of these principles, But in terms of actual measurable outcomes, I think we've got a way to go to really understand what the benefits have been. Yeah, sure. I think it's the same for lots of standards at the moment, isn't it? What kind of advice would you give to someone in local government, for example, working on city data to help them to create better standards? To create better standards. I think it's always the number one thing I say is don't reinvent the wheel. I think sometimes people think they have a need for something and then they think they need to find the quickest way to meet that need but do it in quite a bespoke way 
which is sort of the exact opposite of what standards should be about, because we should be looking at what people have already done, what's working elsewhere, and seeing how that can be replicated and scaled. So number one is, is look for what's already out there. And number two, if it is out there, then go and speak to those people. And if it's not quite out there, then speak to people that are thinking similar things and come together and talk about what you would like to define and how you'd like to see that um, taken forward, I think. When I look at some of the challenges in the world of smart city standards around data and um, kind of IoT architectures and things, it's, it's not that there's a lack of standards in any way. It's a, sometimes a lack of speaking to and working with the people that would be implementing the standards on the ground and making them relevant for them, I suppose, and having them also involved in the d design and co-development of those. And what would success look like within the next year, for example, for, you, for, for future City Catapult in this area? I think there are di we work in a few different areas. So we work in with different stakeholders at this kind of international European level of smart city standards, which seems to be a very particular thing. And for me, success at that level at the moment is, well, not success, but what's missing at that level at the moment is an appreciation of what happens after you publish a standard. So how do you actually enable something that is not mandated in any kind of legislation to actually become adopted? And there's a tendency there to say, well, we've we've created the standard, now we're going to step back and let the people come. I haven't seen that really take off yet. So from that perspective, I think there needs to be a significant investment in kind of marketing and PR and support for adoption and implementation. The other level, I think for us as Future Cities Catapult, we've been working a lot on those strategic level standards with the BSI and with other groups um, such as Etsy uh, in Europe. I think we're much more interested going forwards in enabling data interoperability and portability at a much more granular level, even looking into certain services. For example, we're doing some work with the Ministry of Housing, Communities and Local Government on helping them to define planning data standards, which is simply about creating consistency in how we record different types of planning information so that it can be better understood at a macro level and better shared across an authority and between different authorities. Well, I think that's, that's all we need. Matthew Woodhill, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the ODI podcast, covering inspiring stories of data use and impacts around the world. This is one in a series of podcasts about standards as part of our research and development programme.